Hey there, and welcome to the latest podcast from the Electrify Everything Show, your podcast that keeps you up to date with electric cars, trucks, bikes, planes, well, anything with an internal combustion engine today that's about to be made redundant. And of course, the way in which we fuel them. On your show today, we feature the Rivian, a game-changing truck that can run with a Porsche 911 GT3 RS. 350 kilowatt DC charging, why bigger is always better. The luxury killer, how the Model 3 is taking on the world and really irritating other car makers. The Byton, how you can get your no money down pre-order in on this new EV that makes the Model 3 screen look like your first iPhone. And the EV tipping point. Yes folks, even though there are hardly any EVs on the road today, we're already there. This is the Electrify Everything show, brought to you by our key sponsors, Charge Smart and Breakpoint Consulting. Where Charge Smart can help with all your EV charging needs, Breakpoint can help you win funding applications and lower your energy costs. So this is episode one, and to kick off, I should give you a little bit of my background and why I'm passionate about sharing with you what I'm seeing in regards to the electrification of everything. My name is Nigel Broomhall, and I've been involved with the electricity industry for the past 17 years. I've worked in New Zealand, Australia, Europe, and the States on everything from electricity retailing to solar to batteries, to even deregulating the Serbian electricity industry. I'm also a global judge on the Charge Energy Retailing Awards that are run out of Iceland every year. So you could say I'm pretty passionate about electricity and what it can do. And what it can do to the transport industry and to everything that burns fuel in an engine today is nothing short of spectacular. But not just any electricity gets me excited. I'm really into renewables, and I'm lucky enough to be living in a country that produces around 85% of all electricity generated from renewable sources. Yep, smug much. But enough about me. Let's get into the topics I want to discuss with you today, and let's start with Rivian. If you've been following my email newsletter, and you really should, it's awesome, (laughs) then you would have seen me rant about this little gem over the last few months. So why is it that I'm in love with this Silicon Valley startup more than any other EV options on the road today? Well, I'll start by saying that I think their strategy is just really, really smart. Most people who aren't stats geeks won't know that even though of average vehicle carbon emissions have been going down, the total emissions from from vehicles have been quietly going up. Whoa, no way, I can hear the scepticism in your thoughts from here. Surely all the pressure from governments around the world to make cars more efficient has had an effect. Yes, it sure has. But as consumers, we've done something really, really dumb. Sure, our engines have become more efficient, but we've fallen out of love with that svelte sedan, and we've jumped straight into bed with the way more curvaceous BBM. 
that's big beautiful motor, SUV and pickup truck, or ute as we call it here in New Zealand and Australia. And of course, we've brought the marketing line hook, line and sinker, and we've gone down the diesel route. Now I won't jump into my rant on diesel just yet, because, well, this is our first podcast date, and I don't want to put you off coming back for a second, but it's fair to say that the combination of both isn't good for our environment or for our health. One in three vehicles sold globally last year was an SUV, or Remoera tractor, Google it, if you've ever been to Auckland. Do we need vehicles this big? Well, no. But then you never know when you might want to take five children 700 kilometres while towing a boat. I know how often I'd like to do that, and it is, well, never. So when someone comes out with an all-electric truck slash ute slash Remoera tractor, I got pretty excited. Sure, Elon has been threatening to make one for a while, but he hasn't done it yet. It's even gotten to the point where EV superfan Simone Gertz got tired of waiting for Tesla to release their pickup truck, so she carved up a Model 3 and made her own. Check out the YouTube video on that one. And any time you want to come back down under Simone, I'd love to host you. So what's so cool about Rivian? Well, actually, lots of things. Number one, they were smart to start with something that the market loves already. The market has shifted globally, and we love these things. In New Zealand, we even have a government incentive to drive pickup trucks slash utes for our businesses. I'm pretty sure my teeth aren't that heavy, but I've even seen my dentist driving a branded one. Why? Well, I'm guessing the boat doesn't tow itself. Number two, it will go 600 kilometres on a charge. Now that is just awesome. Number three, the Rivian will tow five tonnes and has 14,000 newton metres of torque. Google it. Boat towing? Tick. Number four, it has a massive amount of storage. That gear tunnel through the middle of it is just stunning, and it has something like 900 litres of storage before you take into account the back deck. Number five, it will go from zero to 100 kilometres an hour, or 60 miles an hour, in three seconds. That's as fast as a Porsche 911 GT3 RS. And did I mention, it's a truck. Number six, it will wade to one metre for when I take it through the river. Maybe I will. Number seven, it just looks cool. They have embraced making it look like the future. I personally don't like super advanced cars that look like a standard car. I'm driving the future. I want it to look like it. Number eight, they are targeting a starting price of 69,000 US. Okay, so that's 105k Kiwi. And that is a lot. It doesn't just sound like it. But a Ford Raptor is going to cost you the thick end of 85k. And that's a Ford. So it's in the range of a new VW Touareg, which is actually a real Remoware tractor and a pretty nice version of that. So this new truck slash ute is a really cool option, but it could have ended as a brilliant idea. And if you know me well, and listening to these podcasts scarily for you, you will get to know me well. One of my founding philosophies is ideas are useless by themselves. It is execution that matters. And of course, a ton of funding doesn't hurt either. Rivian recently secured $700 million 
uh, US from Amazon and 500 million from Ford. That's enough to make a really good fist of making this thing a reality. So watch the space. I know I will be. Oh, and if you need any New Zealand test pilots, RJ, you can call me any time. Now let's talk about the way you charge up electric vehicles. And like every technology we know, it's all about getting faster. The latest trend is 350 kilowatt DC chargers. So let's talk about why bigger is always better. The standard DC charger in the market today across New Zealand, across parts of Australia, across the UK and across Europe is 50 kilowatts. So to give you an idea of what that means, if you have a 63 kilowatt hour battery, that takes about an hour to get to 80% or 50 kilowatts. The 50 kilowatts means how much energy it can deliver in an hour. But 350 kilowatt is starting to emerge across the planet and will soon be the new standard. So how does the math work? Well, it's not that complex. Yep, it's seven times faster. If your car can take it, like the Porsche Taycan, see what I did there, then you could get 480 k's of range in around 12 minutes. Let that sink in. And then think about the last time you filled up at a gas station. By the time you put your petrol bowser into your internal combustion engine car today, stand there filling it up and then head inside to pay, buy a coffee and a pie, how long does that take? I can see room in the market for a premium experience where you pull up, a service attendant, remember those, plugs in your car, your car is recognised by the charger when they plug in, you get out, walk inside, order your coffee slash pie, grab the newspaper, read the first couple of pages and boom, you're done. Your account is automatically debited and you drive off with 480 kilometres in your back pocket. Well, not literally, more like under your bum. And that world is fast becoming a reality. So if you're one of those EV enthusiasts who pipes up at barbecues and then subsequently gets shot down by Uncle Dave, who does drive a Ford Raptor and claims he can fill up in 60 seconds, you can now tell him that the future is going to be very different from today. The future is not a small small battery short-range car that's mainly good for urban commuting and has to be filled up every 100 kilometres, which takes 40 minutes. Nope. The future is rapid public charging, when you might need it, while you down a coffee and a pie at your strategically placed charging station halfway to your favourite holiday destination. And the other refuelling station is in your garage, which is why hydrogen loses, but let's keep that rant for another episode. Now I'd like to shift gears and dig into how well the Model 3 is smashing it around the world. Now if you're new to EVs, or if you've been living under a rock and have never heard of Tesla, well the guy behind it is what George Bernard Shaw would refer to as an unreasonable man. And as that quote goes, which I personally love, while the reasonable man adapts himself to his environment, the unreasonable one works to adapt the environment to himself. Therefore, all progress is dependent on the unreasonable man. And Elon Musk is one hell of an unreasonable man. Not only has he laid out his strategy from day one for all to see, he has then had the audacity to execute on it. 
and while many spectators in the crowd have thrown stones and they've passed commentary on his performance, Elon's been down in the arena fighting to make his dream a reality. And it's starting to pay off. Big time. Because while sales of cars overall have been down lately, Elon had 500,000 pre-orders to fill. So how are the sales going? Well, in Q1, Tesla absolutely smashed all other EV vehicle manufacturers by a massive margin in Europe. If we look at this market, overall new car sales were actually down 3.2%, but EV sales punched through the 100,000 for the quarter mark for the first time, hitting 125,400, and fully electric vehicles made up 85% of this. By themselves, the Tesla Model 3 represented 20,000 vehicles, and it only went on sale in January. And better than that, Tesla was the top-selling electric vehicle in Germany in February. Ouch! The Valhalla of car manufacturing in the world beaten out by an American car manufacturer. Ouch indeed. And it's fair to say that the German manufacturers aren't just sitting back and letting Tesla help themselves. VW, which has made a massive shift from diesel to electric, has announced they will have manufactured and sold 22 million EVs by 2030. Each of their luxury EVs under Audi with the e-tron and Porsche with the Taycan had reached 20,000 in pre-orders back in March. Down in my part of the world, we aren't seeing these shifts because, well, the press doesn't really cover them. But the world is making the shift to electric, and it's happening faster than people realise. And on the topic of new EVs, I'd like to draw your attention to Byton. Byton has been around since 2016, and they are launching the M-Byte later this year. Their first EV prototype made a big splash at CES last year, and they were back again this year highlighting the pieces of the concept car that were going to go into the production model. And it's fair to say they have been very true to the concept. No one thought their production would have a 48-inch screen across the dash. It will. No one thought the steering wheel would actually have an active touch and gesture, gesture pad built into the centre. It will. No one thought the production car would have not one, not two, but five user interfaces throughout the car. But it will. This thing is a moving piece of digital interaction which can be personalised, the likes of which we have never seen before. And of course, it'll be electric. Some of the coolest features include your choice of two or four-wheel drive, up to 520 kilometres of range, level three autonomous, 5G ready, 80% charge in 30 minutes, and four types of interaction, facial, facial recognition, voice, gesture, and touch. It is quite frankly the future of mobility today. When will it be available? Well, it will be on the road at the end of this year, and you can put your name down for a pre-order for no money down. Of course, I'll put my name down. And as a self-confessed technology geek, I would love to grab one of the first one of these for New Zealand roads. Now, if you're using now if using apps on your phone scares you, then this may not be the car for you. Speaking for myself, I'm longing for the day I can cruise the motorway while doing work, making a podcast, or just watching a movie. 
And with all those screens and two young children under five, well, this thing takes digital parenting to a whole new level. Last but certainly not least, I'd like to share with you something which you may not be aware of at all. Globally, we have reached a tipping point, and that tipping point is the shift to transport electrification. Now, if you've accidentally stumbled into my podcast and you're enjoying the dulcet tones of my voice, and the only thing that's kept you here is that you bought into Big 7 Travel's unscientific poll that stated that the Kiwi accent was the sexiest in the world, but you're really a hardcore petrolhead, then your jaw has probably dropped open and you think I'm crazy. The global tipping point for EVs, but they only make up single-digit market shares across the world, with the exception of countries like Norway. Sure, but every single major manufacturer is now investing billions into developing EVs. And while some choose to hang on to hybrids as the way of the future, an EV with 500 kilometers of range on a single charge just kills that model. Others have been pushing hydrogen as an alternative with two hydrogen refueling stations exploding recently, even Toyota has come out and announced they are launching five new EV models three years ahead of their original date. The shift is happening, and it is happening now. And here's a number to get your head around if you still think I'm a little bit crazy. 300 billion US dollars. That's billion with a B. That's the size of the global market stated today by car manufacturers and investments that they're making over the next five to 10 years. 91 billion of it will come from the VW group alone. Daimler has committed 42 billion, while GM hardly has table stakes with only an $8 billion commitment to date. Almost half of this has been earmarked for China at 45%. Now, I'm, I'm a business person, so I'm less interested in what companies say, and I'm more interested in where they spend their money. And EVs are where the car manufacturers are spending big time. So that's all we have for you in episode one of the Electrify Everything show. If you liked it, hated it, or were indifferent to it, please be sure to leave a review. The world of everything becoming electric is shifting fast and I'm committed to sharing what I'm seeing with you and why I think you need to know what's coming. In the next episode, I will cover Vehicle to Grid, how you can use the battery in your vehicle to power your home and maybe even a city in the near future. Electric planes, how these are going to disrupt local routes for the benefit of consumers across the world. A review of Toyota's latest announcement, could this be the death knell for hydrogen passenger cars? And the live wire. Here comes a new electric motorbike cruiser, and it's a Harley Davidson. Thanks for having me in your ears. If you want the latest email news delivered to your inbox, be sure and sign up to the Charge Smart newsletter. And if you know someone who would be great to get on the show, feel free to drop me a line at nigel at chargesmart.co.nz.